Welcome back to the nationally syndicated Price of Business Show. I'm your host, Kevin Price, talking to you about you and your business. And, of course, business is really our primary passion around here on this program. And we like to talk about it on, on various levels, national, mainstream, Wall Street, you name it. Love our relationship with the Washington Post. I've been doing a, an ongoing series with them for well over a year. I think we're pushing two years weekly, getting to talk to some of the, the brightest minds in journalism out there. I'm a huge fan of the Post, which any listener to show, I know I've gotten emails from you. I get it. I understand it. You don't understand because I am right of center, really, with the libertarian street, but I still like the Post. What's wrong with me? Uh, that's, that's a liberal publication. Well, the reality is it's a, it's a very factual-based publication. I don't always agree with this editorial opinion, but it has the depth and breadth of coverage that very few other publications have. And that diversity of opinion and that breadth and depth that you really find very hard to find uh, to me, it's crucial if you want to be a balanced thinker and not stuck in an echo chamber. So I'm a huge fan of what you guys do, uh, Aaron. Really glad to have you back on the show. Uh, Aaron, uh, Aaron Greg, Greg has been on before. So glad to have you back again. Thanks for joining us. Thanks for having me, Kevin. Make sure you check out WashingtonPost.com, and we'll have a link to Aaron's article today, which is really interesting because this uh, administration is campaigning heavily on economic recovery, and it's an interesting dynamic. It's doing way better than I think anyone had expected. Uh, even Republicans admit that. Um, but, boy, it sure looks precarious, doesn't it? Sorry. Uh, sorry. Um, yeah. sorry. What was your question? Yeah, so my okay. I'm sorry. <laughs> I was more of a statement than a question. I was going to let you elaborate on my statement. So is, 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 we're going to talk today about the UPS that cut 12,000 jobs. And one of the things that uh, we're hearing so much about is how well the economy is doing. Uh, but we also have, and it is doing really well, surprisingly well, considering what we've gone through the last couple of years. But it has kind of a fragility around it. And this is an example of that. That's right, Kevin. So what's happening with UPS is, to an extent, this is kind of a come down from COVID. There's been a million different businesses that have sort of experienced these sort of ups and downs over the past three and a half years. Um, and UPS is sort of experiencing it uh, on the tail end here. Um, they experienced this huge uptick in package volume during the pandemic because online shopping became such a central part of people's lives. Um but that has sort of returned to normalcy over the past couple of years as it became apparent that those changes were not really here to stay. Uh, it's easy to remember there was a point uh, back in 2021, 2022, when um, a lot of people thought that, that some of the pandemic shopping trends and, and work from home, et cetera, were really going to become the norm moving forward. Um what happened instead is a lot of places did embrace those new ways of working, new ways of shopping and living and buying, but it wasn't a wholesale movement from one to the other. We've really returned to normalcy. So what that means for UPS is package volume has uh, just plummeted over the last couple of years and with it revenue. So the That's company, just, they just don't need as many people as they did a few years ago. Uh, they've announced they're cutting 12,000 jobs. Yeah, and I'm curious because, you know, Amazon created a whole fleet of vehicles, so it wouldn't need uh, vendors to help with this. 
Uh, I know. I think they cut ties almost entirely with FedEx. Did, did they do a similar reduction or some reduction with UPS, and did that play a role? Because I notice a lot more, it seems like a lot more Amazon vehicles than I do any other combined. So that's definitely part of the picture. Um, Amazon has been building out its own fleet. They, they don't want to have to rely on these other characters or other carriers the way they they did, you know, in the early parts of their business. And um, Amazon is obviously a, a global force um, in, in industry and shopping, et cetera. So they really do have the scale to uh, make a dent in the business of a, of a company like UPS. Um, when you talk to analysts who study UPS's business, they talk more about uh, trends in shopping than they do competition. UPS's market share uh, has not fallen the way that their sales have and the way package volume has. It's just everybody's suffering right now. UPS, or um, FedEx, uh, USPS has even seen a uh, decline in volume too. They're, they're suffering as well. Um, and um, a lot of it really just has to do with shopping trends. Um, mm-hmm. You also hear about uh, retailers' changes to return policies. Um, certain retailers have been kind of tweaking the way that they uh, handle returns, and this has actually decreased package volume. Um, unclear whether that's made a significant uh, difference or just a kind of a marginal difference, but uh, it, what's clear to us right now is that uh, UPS is really preparing for a long-term business environment where package volume uh, stays low. And that what that means is fewer jobs uh, for mail carriers, uh, for the people that work all of their logistical operations. Yeah. Now, I, didn't, I know I interviewed someone, I think it was you, about just a few months ago, that uh, UPS had worked out an incredible contract for the union uh, to raise their wages to such where, you know, uh, a lot of successful uh, business people are thinking, hmm, I need to quit my job and go work for UPS. Do you think this that at all played a role in all this? So the company has definitely said that labor costs played into their decision to cut all these jobs. Um, the union d- uh, disputes that quite vociferously. I think they they see that as a kind of a cop-out. They, they see it as uh, companies, you know, trying to blame a union for a problem that is of their own making and uh, that isn't, you know, isn't maybe the worker's fault. Um, that said, the contract that UPS got is quite significant, uh, raises wages by more than 50% o- over a number of years. So it, it really does provide uh, workers a a reason to stay around, a lot of reason to stay around, and and um, in terms of uh, compensating them for the inflation that has decreased their purchasing power over the last two and a half years. Um, but for the company, uh, these are costs that they they have to cover. Uh, it's more expensive to employ the average UPS worker now than it was last year. And, Certainly, yeah. Uh, it's hard to imagine that doesn't play into their decision-making in some way. It is just literally a fixed cost of doing business, ultimately paid for by users of UPS, which means if it's too prohibitive to them, they're going to go somewhere else. That's right. I think in some cases you've seen uh, people switching uh, from one carrier to the next. I think it's hard to say whether the strike necessarily caused that to happen, um, or, whether, or sorry, whether the contract really caused that to happen. I know that 
you know, a lot of there was a lot of concern last year that a protracted UPS strike might have really snarled the uh, the mail system and the package delivery system, but it it, it didn't really happen. Um, so it's I, I guess it remains to be seen whether the uh, whether the customers are going to look at this labor contract and, and see prices uh, prices affected accordingly. Yeah, it's amazing. I looked at the numbers, uh, both the benefits package and now uh, typically these salaries for for delivery people are well over a hundred thousand dollars. It's pretty shocking. Indeed, I mean it's it's a good time to be a mail carrier, I suppose. Yeah, UPS guy. Yeah, no question about it. It was shocking. The numbers were absolutely shocking. Lost you there just for a minute. It is a really, really good time, just for a second. Um, final thoughts, some takeaways uh, about this. Uh, what, are, what, what are things you're going to keep an eye on who's, uh, as someone who covers this uh, area? So I think a lot of this is going to be – it is going to be important to look at how online shopping continues to, to reshape uh, companies like UPS because this is not just an isolated company that is out for its own – profit. It's it's really central to the U.S. economy in a lot of ways. We're talking about trade flows. We're talking about how people get, you know, pretty much everything uh, that you need in your daily life uh, through online shopping. So um, how, you know, USPS, UPS, FedEx, how they uh, are, are uh, woven into the future of commerce, I, I think is something that's going to be very important to watch. Amazon has been such a disruptive force and in so many different industries, and uh, you know, UPS has definitely experienced that. So I think that is definitely something to watch moving forward. Very good, very good. Appreciate your time. Make sure you check out the article "UPS to Cut 12,000 Jobs as Shipping Volume Falls and Labor Costs Rise" by uh, Aaron Gregg. Aaron, so glad to have you back on. Look forward to having you back on again soon. And make sure you check out WashingtonPost.com. Thanks so much, sir. Thanks, Kevin. I'm Kevin Price. This is the nationally syndicated Price of Business. Make sure you check us out at priceofbusiness.com.